Welcome to Techno and Travel, the podcast of Tunes and Wings. My name is Sabine Schwedling and today I'll take you on a journey with the interview with Glaskin about techno in Munich. Glaskin are two brothers from the Bavarian capital and they really specialized on the harder edges of techno and they are also currently residents at the renowned Blitz Club. They also have their own label and I'm very happy to say that they are part of the Munich Travel Guide. So in this interview we are traveling around Munich and into their different projects. Enjoy! Jonathan and Ferdinand, you are actually two brothers. Your residents at the now Blitz Club. You are part of the Kellerkind crew. You run your own label. You perform and produce as Glaskin. And you're part of the Munich Travel Guide, which I'm really, really happy about. So welcome to our interview. Thank you. Very happy to be part. Yeah, nice. So today is Saturday when we are recording this interview. Saturday is actually a day for cleaning the house, go grocery shopping and spend some time with your family. Um, how has your Saturday been so far? I already did all the cleaning, so I'm free yeah. now <laughs> and ready for the podcast for our talk. I don't know how it is with you, Freddy. Yeah, um, I've done my groceries as well, but uh, with my little boy. And I have to carry him around all day. It was super hot. I have a big, I had a big sweater on me, and basically I was soaked in sweat after that. <laughs> <laughs> But it's so good yeah. because in Munich now um, shops or like outdoor seating is open again, so it's really a nice um, time right now, right? Yeah, it is okay. Also because you can uh, use the click and meet um, kind of option for a lot of um, stores. For example, uh, I think now after we um, are doing the podcast, I will have a visit at Public Possession Store at our local, the local record store, Public Possession, and I just um, yeah made the made an appointment via click and meet, and and then you have the this whole store for you, <laughs> just for yourself, 30 minutes, just you in the store. So it's cool, yeah. Yeah. The, the thing is, um, it feels like. Uh, um, life is slowly coming back mm -hmm. and um, I mean it was really really rainy the last days and um, it, it felt shitty but now the sun is out and um, everyone is on the street and it really feels like we somehow survived the pandemic even though it's, <laughs> it's still alive. alive. Yeah. Life is coming yeah. back slowly. Yeah. yeah. Yes. 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 So good. Um, I don't know, one location you recommended in the guide, which was really special, was the, um, I don't know if I say it right, Hutton Academy? The Hutton Academy. Academy. Martial yeah, arts. Yeah, um, that's something um, in my free time, I listen a lot to Chorobo. And um, while I was listening to him, I got into martial arts somehow i'm really interested in this kind of stuff mm -hmm. and um last summer i um got a membership um, membership for the <laughs> membership <laughs> membership for for the hutton academy and um, started to practice 
practice um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu there, and um, yeah, I wanna wanna dive deeper in this in all this in this uh, field of of martial arts. Yeah, that's so interesting. Like, does it bring some some balance in your life, or what is like the effect that you feel out of it? Um, I don't know. It's I like to work out a lot, and um, that's that's um, basically. I really enjoy the workout um, of this of, of this um, of this art, and um, it's really intense and high, uh, re really high intense, and um, it's a lot of uh, body contact because it's not no striking. It's only um, sort of wrestling, mm -hmm. um, and so you can't get hurt that much. And it's more like a playful um, martial art, and not that um, not that brutal. I mean, it can be brutal. And you can you can choke someone out and he's he's unconscious, but that will maybe happen in like a real fight or um, maybe in a, in a contest or something. But that's not what I'm doing. So yeah. super super interesting. So coming back to Munich and the scene, um, as we said earlier, you're part of the guide, and I would like to know because I mean you're of course born in Munich, so it's your city. Um, I think you never left it, right? You never um, lived in another city. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what does it actually, this, the city itself and the scene, what does it mean to you? I think it means some kind of anchor for us because as musicians, we um, have this dream about a life where we can like, We have this um, situation here where we live, but in the weekends we fly somewhere else and um, yeah, get to know the world. And this is like, yeah, this is basically our dream. And uh, I don't know, um, it feels good here in Munich. We are really happy. We have our friends here, our circle. And um, with all the, the guys that are doing great things, the radio, ADK people, um, all the label heads here, you know, and um, yeah, so it wouldn't feel right to be somewhere else at the moment, yeah. at least for me. Yeah, yeah, it's basically it's kind of similar to me, but um, sometimes I want to move somewhere else. I have to, this urge in, in, within me where I say I have to leave Munich, I have to, to see different parts. Of, I mean, I've seen different parts of the world, but not really lived there. And I think the older I get, the more I have the feeling I will uh, move uh, one day, maybe to another city, maybe to another country even. I don't know yet, but um, I'm open to that. And especially with my little boy, I think I want to I wanna show him more than just this, uh, the just Munich, yeah. This big <laughs> yeah. village. Yeah, this <laughs> big village, yes. That's right. <laughs> So good. Um, it is. It is. It is a big village, but it is a big village that has a lot to offer. So you know. that is so true. And I think really also the scene. I don't know if you have made similar experiences. It's totally underrated, and it has so many different facets. Also, the scene. It has so many different facets. And like what the world is seeing of Munich is only that one picture of the high culture. And mm. but if you really dive into it and really spend some time here you see how versatile it is and i really love this about munich 
So you can yeah. recover so many things that you wouldn't have thought of before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think on the, on the surface, um, it often looks like a very snobby and rich uh, city, which it is in some parts, but it also isn't on the other hand. Um, There's just a great, great subculture going on here. Yeah. And it maybe take, will take some time for you to discover it, you know, but it's worth it. It's really worth it. Yeah. And like I said, also, like we said, also in the, in the travel, in your travel guide, um, yeah, you have, you, in the moment you find those people, um, yeah, it's, you, you need them, you know, it's just. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You also mentioned in the guide that you really got inspired by the younger crowds. Yeah, that's it. So, so yeah. who are those crowds? Well, what do you mean young crowds? I mean, I think we said like the upcoming artists, right? Yes, yes, true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but it's also the crowd, I'd say, like. Um, there are those special nights at Blitz we had um, and it's, it's like the whole crowd is making out with each other <laughs> everybody's love has a, has a great time and um, they take make love on the dance floor really seriously <laughs> <laughs> yeah it feels some it feels like it some, sometimes um, even though there aren't really like practically but um That's, those are the nights that really inspire me for because it's there's there's an energy you can feel even days after the show's over and um, I often even now during the pandemic um, where I haven't really much, too much time to to do music because like I just got father uh, become a father and, and I have to take take care of this at the moment but um, when I want to do music I remember those times and I immediately get chills and, and I'm back in this moment. Yeah, and this is so much about the crowds, about the upcoming artists. Yeah. I think yeah. there's also a lot of people that inspire us, like, like we also, like we already said, uh, for example, um, because you asked for some names, um, there's this uh, jazz label called Squama Recordings, which I really like. Um, a friend of mine um, is running it with another friend actually, uh, Martin Broger. And um, they go into areas like, you know, they're really interesting and don't think too much what other people think about them and um, just follow their path. And I really like that about, um, uh, yeah, Squama recordings, for example, and um, their main band, Faza, which is also very great. And, you know, a lot of friends, like, for example, David Goldberg or... Yeah, yeah. Um, Karim Elmore and of course the whole Ilian Tate crew is also really cool I mean they're doing amazing things and I think you have to get inspired by these people because they're going their path and um, that's the only right thing to do you know and uh, yeah so much about that yeah that's so lovely and also like I mean, the path you had in the couple of last years, it was really amazing. I think the last time I heard you playing was shortly before I moved to Berlin. It was, I looked it up, it was New Year's Eve 2017 to 2018. And at MMA club? At MMA, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, was, that was great, yeah. So since then, I think your journey has really been amazing. And I believe your career also grew a lot at MMA, right? 
I mean, it's now closed, but what did the club mean to you? The cool thing about MMA was for me or for us um, that we saw, we never had, had a, a residency officially, but um, we had um, like um, an unofficial residency where we, we played there regularly, but um, we also could play on every, in every other club in Munich. And I think it was like the cool thing for us was it was the, the first real techno club we, we were playing. The first, we, we started out at Kong Club and it was more like a housey environment and it gave us like a tough time. From the living room to the factory. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. <laughs> Basically, across, just across the street. And um, the thing is, um, Kong gave us a tough time because we were, we were into different music than they wanted us to play. Um, so when we got to the MMA, um, it was the first time where we could really um, play what was in us and what we wanted to play. And so we developed um, the first steps into our own signature sound. And that was something um, we are grateful for. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. So, so good. And now you're a resident of Blitz um, Club. <laughs> It's really a worldwide renowned club, um, yes. not at the moment, but yeah, still at the moment it is. Um, what do you think, why does it stand out that much? And what is the secret ingredient of their success? I would say the secret ingredient, at least for me, is the no photo policy. Um, a lot of people hate it, but I love it. It's the coolest thing on earth. Like the, that feeling when you're in the club and you know nobody's on, on the phone, they're just in the moment. And I think you can, for me at least, I, I can feel this energy um, every night when, I, when, I, when I've been there. It's always, the people are just focused on, on the music, on their friends and having a good time, not on their cell phone, no, 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 not, no filming, no taking pictures. And the cool thing also is, um, you can feel that the thing is you can party as hard as you want and you know it's not going to be on Instagram next day <laughs> <laughs> which, which has some um, advantages but also some disadvantages I remember nights where we had some B2B sessions with crazy <laughs> artists you know where we dreamt of uh, the years before to play together with them yeah. and we had some nice sessions with them um, I know, know it's not going to be on Instagram. <laughs> and it won't be on Instagram. And there's no video which uh, could possibly go viral or something, yeah. you know. Yeah. Th these things happen a lot these days. But um, yeah, so we know them. Some people know, know it also because they were there. But uh, it's in our hearts. You know? That's just what yeah. I wanted to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So good. Yeah, and I also believe, I mean, yeah, the, the vibe that... Um, is going on as soon as you put away the cell phones. But I also think, I, I mean, the sound system, the bookings, it's really different from what other clubs in Munich or also um, in Germany offer. So I really, really love yeah. this and I really, really miss it. Yeah, of course. I mean, the sound system is just nuts. Yeah. It's really, sometimes when you play the warm-up um, and you just have to turn the volume to like, I don't know, 96 um, dB. 
it almost feels too powerful because you know you have already you, you have at least another 10 to 15 decibel uh, to go up and um but at some point you just like every five or ten minutes you put one percent another one <laughs> percent yeah. yeah. an hour later you just <laughs> and the next day you eat the next day Your ears are completely destroyed yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because you go too far. Of course, you go too far, and then no. But the sound system is amazing. The booking is amazing. I mean, the guys who are behind it: David Molen, Branimir Peko, also a good friend, Patrick Feller. Um, they did a great job. I mean, they really care about good music, and um, we are really, really blessed and happy that they include us um, every month, and like they used to. Um, <laughs> Now it's not possible, but um, yeah, we're really, really thankful for this. Yeah, I also yeah. heard this. I interviewed uh, David Mualem a long time ago. I think it was in 2017. Oh, yeah, yeah, I heard the interview. Yeah, so nice. <laughs> And <laughs> he was really speaking from the heart. I mean, you can really see that there is nothing that he does just to be seen or whatever. It's really yeah. coming from the heart. It's He, everything that he does is made with passion so yeah, yeah. that's really what you can see and feel yeah. um Ferdi, you are a part of the kellerkind crew which is organizing yes. festivals like shalim schilf and back to the woods um yeah. where you both also played as um dj duo um yeah i really love those two events and again here i think they are really different from other festivals in the area um yeah. what does it make so special for you um that's hard to say um the thing is when we started back in 2011 we were just like a group of students who wanted to make a good party and like had no plan at all we just put some beer and, and speakers on a, on a cool location and the rest is history. <laughs> um, I mean, we did the right thing at the right time and that was really what, what kept the hype going over the, all those years. And um, when we, I mean, I think it was 2012 when we had our first really big event Yeah, right. Well, 2012, and um, we booked Adana Twins at this um, at this uh, event, and they were really hyped at this point. But not. Um, but when we booked them, it was like half a year before the actual event. Um, nobody know, um, knew them, so they were really cheap. I think we paid like 400 bucks or something. And when we when they actually played on the festival, everybody wanted to see them. And it was like one euro 50 entry or something like that. And they, they showed up like 2,000 people or 2,500. And since then, and the, the cool thing is um, uh, people made a lot of videos and that kept them, um, that started the hype and kept it going. So we did a, an after movie, which got, which had a lot of plays at some point. And um The thing that makes it special for me is that um, it's like a um, holiday camp for, mm -hmm. for me. Um, it's four, four weeks a, a year where yeah, I'm just with all my best friends and we're just hanging out, building up all the stages and planning everything. I mean, the planning is over the year, but um, on the ground, we're like 
together, building the stuff and cooking together, eating together, making a campfire, um, have a couple of beer, a couple of beers. That's that's a great time every 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 time. Like every time, I'm I'm hyped up about it as if it was was the first time. Yeah. And I think also here the crowd and the vibe is so different, and that's what I really yeah say. yeah the that's that's something it's I think the energy is different but also very similar to those nights we had at, at Blitz Club. At some point, it's just um yeah it's that there's a real festival feeling to it. It's not just a one day event where you go in a big hall and have a good rave, which, which can which can also be really cool. Um, but every time for me, it's, yeah, it's like holiday. Yeah. Going back to youth in Spanish. Yeah, going back to youth. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good description. Yeah. In 2019, you um, launched your own imprint. Um, tell us about the idea of the label and yeah, like the past years that you had with it. Yeah, it's a very... Um, Say the name again, because I'm not sure if I spell it right. <laughs> uh, the, name is, the name of the label is Yael Trip. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it is, it was, the initial idea was to release our own music um, with occasional uh, remixes by other artists. And it's still like our idea for it. Um, uh, maybe if the right... Um, music gets sent to us that is uh, unsigned and unreleased we will consider releasing it but at this point it's really um about you know um writing up our producing horizon and yeah for example right at the moment we um just produced uh, finished producing our, our our first wlp which will also be um part of our label of our own label which is really nice because we can shape and form the path that it will go you know um at least everything that is in our power so lp lp yeah it's the first lp and we, we released a lot of eps to this point already but um it's the first um long player like lp album um uh, to say it right yeah so um we are really excited about it and we um are planning on you know, shaping the label in the future um, more uh, music-wise and also merchandise-wise. And um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. The cool thing is it gives you a lot of freedom because when you when you send a demo submission to a different label, um, they will, most, most of the time, they have a set artwork for it. You can't really say what you want to do. Um, they pick the tracks mostly. I mean, it depends on what kind of relation you have with them, but when you make a first step and send, send the track in, they never heard about you, but like the music, maybe you send there like six tracks and they only like two or three, maybe even, maybe just one. And you, they, they want to use it for a compilation, maybe when it's just one track and then you can't really say what you want to do with it. Like you can make a composition or you can... You can't really choose the artwork because it's already set. Um, and that's really cool to do it all by yourself. But it's also, um, you have to make, you have to give yourself deadlines and make budgets for it. So it's more of more a 
more of a business kind of view for yeah. us. Work, yeah. But it, um, when it comes out and uh, ERP will our first, uh, oh, now will be our first uh, vinyl on, on the label at least, uh, double, double, double LP, which is also new for us because we never did it before. And now to see all the background is, is cool. And um, yeah, that's everything it makes you a bit, bit of a better person. Like it's all, that's all skills you, 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 yeah. you, um, you, you get and learn. Yeah. 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 Totally. And so did you, did you use the, like the, the LP, when did you produce it? Was it like during the pandemic already before? Because I mean, for an LP, that's a whole journey behind. Um, how was that for you? Yeah. You know, uh, at the end of 2019, um, for my brother and me, it was the beginning of our international career, basically, yeah. because we started playing for the first time not only in Munich or in Germany, but in other um, uh, countries and in other clubs. And it was for us the best feeling we ever had. Of course, it is the dream. And just very few artists um, get to know this experience, you know. And um, so it was everything <laughs> for us, you know. And then um, Corona came and uh, the lockdown, the, the first lockdown came in March um, 15. 15th of March, 2020, and everything stopped, of course, you know. We played our biggest show uh, till date, I think one month before that. Mm -hmm. It was in Tuishafen, right? Yeah, Tuishafen was, was great, but also like uh, Extrema in Belgium was awesome. Yeah, there yeah. were a couple of gigs that were really, really, uh, they were a milestone for our, for our, <laughs> for our lives, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then everything stopped and so, um, you you kind of had that gut feeling like this is going to take longer than than expected, and so for me uh, for us it was clear like now we have to do something um, to use the time, and it was actually the perfect time to start our first LP. Um, we thought about it um, a couple of times before, but then it uh, got real, and yeah. So I said we set ourselves like. Uh, goals to do every day producing sessions and everything came together and but it took one year to to complete it you know it just it didn't was it wasn't like okay uh, one month producing for example Blaban is uh, the uh, amazing producer uh, who made also a killer uh, LP uh, two or three years ago uh, wet, wet will always dry and it took him one month uh, to complete the, the LP. And it's just insane um, now that we also had this progress, uh, this process. So yeah, it took us one year to complete it. And so it, it wasn't something that has just like happened in a couple of weeks. It was a lot of work. Yeah. The thing is, um, when, when everything stopped last year, like we had a, John and me were sitting in, in a sort of a rocket and the rocket was maybe two or three feet above ground and suddenly ran out of fuel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. But would you say, like, now that you produced it, was it for tune or for you? Or was it something, or would you say that 
of course, your career would have been different, but would you say that you also see the positive sides now that you really, that it actually was a good timing now that you had the time to work on it? Um, yeah, it was a good time um, in terms of producing, of course. Uh, you have much more time when you're not traveling. Yeah. And also a couple of other things that happened during the time. For example, Ferdy got his... Uh, his first child, <laughs> his boy. Perfect timing. So it was a good timing in, in terms of that because now he has time for him. And um, and I also have like um, a huge fear of missing something out. So um, that was for me at least okay because I was nothing, nothing, nothing to miss for me. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, didn't felt that bad. From yeah, and and another thing is also. It's, I really got to, to do sports, a lot of sports um, on a regular basis that really worked out for the first time. So this is also another good thing. Um, so my life, uh, at least my life got healthier in a sense. Um, that's also really great. So it has some advantages, of course. Yeah. So and, uh, yeah and there's no other possibility. You have to take these advantages and make the best of it, you know. There's no no other way yeah. the thing is it includes the whole scene like every it's the same for everyone everybody we're sitting in the same boat and we have to get through this some some acts will some acts won't and um we'll see what what's what's what will be next like um yeah and you can also see and you can also see it like uh, who meant it to like who was real about uh, this whole thing you know Uh, you can see people like disappearing all of a sudden and the real ones, the real ones will stay because I mean, it is our life, you know. Yeah. True. And it is your life. And I read that you were both, I mean, you were doing music since ever. That's how it feels like. Yeah. You were both in different genres before, right? So I read that Ferdi, you were a drummer in a metal band. Yes. <laughs> you know, in a metal band. It haunts uh, me to this yeah. day. <laughs> and Jonathan, uh, you were playing uh, classical guitar, right? So yeah. what was the first moment ever that you can remember that you both did music together? The first? Like, even if it was just as like... You, do, 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 you, do you mean as Glasgow? No, no, no. Or no, no. Like, the first music... Yeah, uh, like when you were little, just out of fun, of course. But what was like the first time that you can remember when you really were like sitting in your child's room and making music? The thing is, I I bought with my my first money. I bought a drum kit, and back then we both were really into Metallica. Um, so Jonah learned. Um, I think it was the solo from Enter Sandman. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Like that. yeah, it's true. So we we were sitting in our basement, and I was playing the drums, and he was on the guitar. And I think we were maybe I don't know. I was twelve, and Jonah was like ten, something like that. Yeah, I'd yeah, say. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you know we listened to a lot of the, of metal uh, music, and mostly Metallica, and um, then we asked a couple of friends to join the band. We played our first gigs together. I think it was it must have been like three gigs. Then we stopped everything, and our paths went from there. I mean, Fatty um, got into the electronic scene a little bit earlier than 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 me. I went through a couple of 
different phases um, also in the classical scene. Like I did some competitions um, and, uh, and then, um, you know, at some point uh, we got together again because we thought maybe, you know, we just give it a try. He was producing house music. I was producing something. I don't know how to call it. <laughs> Pretty weird. And then, yeah, we, we got together and, uh, you know, that was the, you know, that was the, the beginning of Glaskin. Yeah. Yeah. Super nice. Long journey and really a passionate journey, I would say. Um, yes. So I would love to end the interview with an open question where you can say anything that you want to share that I didn't ask. Anything some special moments that you had that you would like to share? I mean, one special, I think there were two really special moments for, at least for me. Um, that was when we had um, one of our first international shows and there was one in Belgium and one um, in Tuesdagen, Netherlands, um, and in Belgium, we were sitting at a dinner in a really fancy restaurant. Everything was new for us, and we were not used to this kind of lifestyle. As like it was a, I think a restaurant with one star, and never have, never ate before, and something like that. And um, we're sitting there and eating all this fancy food and completely displaced in this in this venue um but um we, we were checking uh, the clock and i was like fuck we gotta we gotta play soon and so we we, we, we ran to our, to our management and we told them hey we gotta go and then we rushed there and we were really late like five minutes before the show should start and the, the doors open and um We didn't know where we would play. We, we, didn't, we didn't know the venue. So we got there and was this huge empty factory. Like it was insane. The venue was insane. We just got there. And normally I'm, 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 never, I'm never nervous at all. But at this point I was a bit shaky because it was a different country. Nobody was speaking our language, even though we, we could speak English, but still. And then... Um, But the hall was empty, like no one was there. And we started off with some with some ambient and suddenly the doors opened and I think it was like 20 minutes and this this place was packed. <laughs> yeah. It was packed and it was the most awesome two hours we had. It was uh, the Compass Club. Yeah, yeah. Compass Club. Compass yeah. Club. Compass Club. Compass Club. Yeah. And, yeah. and the, the one in Tushaven was uh, when we... We played there with Emily Lenz, we played the, the slot for her. And it was on a Sunday, I think. It was mm -hmm. Sunday and it was during the day. Um, I mean, we started during the day, I think. I don't know. Something like that it doesn't matter. And we just got, we, we got there and um, also um, a little bit of a rush. And we, we were staying in a really weird hotel. Um, also one of the first times and then we got into this venue and it was also normally like we are used to play um warm-up shows and then suddenly you come you come you go somewhere the one was already done the crowds uh, 
Wanda. Wanda. Yeah. <laughs> you just go there and can do whatever you want. That that feeling is just amazing. Yeah, yeah we had some some of the greatest moments together as brothers um, <laughs> and as human beings ever. I think. Yeah. And um, the other thing that I would uh, would tell is um, if we still have the time, um, like we 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 released one EP since the lockdown. Um, on uh, Scuba's sub-label Huhum, um, and the EP was called Konsumfusion. Well, we are really, like, uh, we produced a lot since then, so the album will come out with, which is obviously one of our, one of our uh, yeah, biggest milestones yet, and we have a couple of EPs ready, and um, we, we will be back with a big bang. <laughs> we are ready. We are ready. Thank you so nice. much for this interview, for the nice memories that you shared. And um, yeah, I cannot wait when all this is over because, um, yeah, I think you really have a great future ahead of you. Um, so enjoy the quiet times. Fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much, Sabina. And I would love to hear you again at Blitz one day. It will happen. It will happen. Yeah, yes. sure. <laughs> so good. Thank cool. You. Thanks. Thank you, Sabina. So if you like harder techno and want to remember all the amazing club nights you had, tune into the SoundCloud channel of Glasskin and wallow in memories. <laughs> Let me know your feedback on this podcast episode. I'm very curious about it. Um, you can reach out to me on social media, on Instagram or Facebook, Tunes and Wings all together. Thank you so much for listening, rock and roll and stay tuned. <laughs>